you have a mission of some kind, something that you set out to do. Maybe it was at the beginning of this year, an inspired idea, a new project, something you wanted to take on and shift in your life. I want you to be thinking of that. Today on the episode, I'm going to share a personal story with you. And I want you to be thinking about, as you're listening, where are you in relationship to your mission or what you set out to do? What's been trying to get in your way? What is your mission or project calling you to overcome or become? And how important is it for you to see it through? I'm Carla Reeves, and this is Differently, a podcast where we explore the ins and outs of what becomes possible when we're willing to think, do, and show up differently to the moments of our everyday lives. It was 2019, and I sat across the table from a friend as she talked about how she and her husband were going to take a trek into the Grand Canyon to have a Subai Falls. I too had longed to make a journey like this. Driving home, I couldn't get the idea out of my mind. I kept trying to figure out how my husband and I could make this trip. And it just it just wasn't fitting. I just kept hitting walls. And I don't remember if it was later that night or the next morning, the idea came. Do you know that feeling when you land on an idea And it's like a burst of light, excitement, and just a surge of energy through your entire body. That's what it was like. My oldest son was getting ready to graduate high school. And I'd been feeling the panic of him growing up and wanting to seize every last moment with him in our home what if I planned a trip into the Grand Canyon, he and I, before he graduated? It could be a mom and son trip and something that I could do with Shane to our younger son before he graduates. The idea sent my heart flying. I shared it with my husband and he loved it too and said, go for it. And that's exactly what we did. I shared the idea with Tom and he was on board. That was it. I made a reservation for a four-day trek into the Grand Canyon to have a Supai Falls for February. It was now November. Have you ever noticed that sometime after your initial excitement and inspiration about something, that fear, doubt, uncertainty, and all of the above seemed to show up at some point? Well, that happened for me too. All the mom worries of, was this really possible? Was it the right thing to do? Could I even do it? Would it be safe? And on and on and on. For those of you who don't know, it's like a 10-mile hike into the canyon and out of the canyon, and you carry about a 30-pound pack. So the coming days and months involved researching and learning Uh, looking at books, uh, researching blogs, reserving our packs and our gear from REI, buying our gear, uh, getting the right clothing and plotting hiking days on the calendar to make sure that we were in shape come February or more that I was in shape come February. 
not only to do the the 10 hour hike in and out, but to carry a 30 pound pack. I'd never done anything like this. And of course, life happened in between, right? We hit roadblocks. I got tired hiking. The carrying the pack started freaking me out of whether I was going to be able to do it or not. The hikes felt hard. The packs were heavy. Tom got sick before we left, which really sent my mom brain into worry and more. So the day finally came. We spent the night in Peach Springs, which is kind of what you do because that's like an hour away from the edge of the canyon where you start the hike. And so we spent the night there. And between the train tracks, literally running right behind the hotel, and my mom brain and worry, and all the nerves and excitement, I didn't sleep so well. But who cares? The alarm went off at 4.30. We set out before the sun got up. It was about an hour drive, like I said, to the edge of the canyon. And here we are. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's such a great feeling. It took us all day to hike into the canyon. I mean, all day. And down to the falls. We crossed so many different kinds of terrain, rock, and hiking through sand that seemed to never stop. There was a majestic, stunning view literally around every corner. My feet were tired. Our packs were heavy. Um, we stopped and ate peanut butter and jellies on rocks. Um, we took breaks. We alternated the weight on our packs. I remember at one point I was having a hard time and Tom said something like, just remember, mom, you're only at 10%. And it was some Navy SEAL tactic that he had picked up somewhere along the way. And this helped me so much that every time I felt like I was done or at my capacity, I would just tell myself, you're only at 10%. And somehow that just gave me access to more within myself um, to carry on. And the journey in was honestly one of the hardest things I've ever done, one of the most amazing things I've ever done. We laughed. We we had lo- made lots of lots of funny memories hiking in. So the day is the sun is starting to, you know, kind of go down in the sky and we we finally made it. We made it to the falls and that was an extraordinary moment. You've probably seen pictures of it. If you haven't, you should look it up. Have a Supai Falls. It was stunning. It was just like I had seen in the pictures, but so much better. We took photos there. It was a much needed celebration at that point to kind of get through the the rest of what we had to do, which was we still had a bit of a trek in and we had to find our campsite and set up camp and on and on. So that was a beautiful moment. So we kept, we kept hiking in that now it was getting dark because you're way down in the canyon. It was starting to get dark. The campsites were very full, way more full than I expected. We found a spot, we set up camp, and we made our first meal. And I forgot to tell you that part of our careful preparations 
were finding all of the food that we were going to have each and every day. And then one of the nights before we set out, we like laid everything out and we literally made a bag for like three bags for every day of like our breakfast. I had my little coffee pouches and little creamer pouches for in the morning. We had snacks. We you know, set aside what we were going to eat for lunch that day. And we had carefully picked all these little meals like at REI, um, the packaged meals that you would make over a little tiny stove and our dinners. And we were so excited about all the food that we had brought into the canyon and carefully packed it so we didn't have a lot of weight and on and on and on. It was a huge, huge part of our preparations. So here we are setting up camp getting ready to prepare our first meal, uh, which was chicken and mashed potatoes. We finally got off our feet, sat down, ate chicken and mashed potatoes. Food has never tasted so good and relaxing has never felt so amazing. We had our dinner, we snuggled into our sleeping bags and we drifted off to sleep only to wake by something stirring outside the tent. Tom was sound asleep, but I heard something. I unzipped the tent and I peeked out into the night. I could see our bags of food hanging from the tree and something wasn't right. I grabbed a flashlight and I looked and saw the devastation. A raccoon had gotten into every one of our bags everything, I mean, everything we had brought other than our clothing was opened, demolished and strewn across our camp area and into the pristine, beautiful creek. My heart sank and panic set in as I saw our entire trip, all the wonderful things I had envisioned for the prior months, all the careful planning, all the dreamy experiences, all the little meals I envisioned he and I having together and the memories we were going to make all seemed to vanish right before my eyes. Tears. And then I woke Tom to tell him. My son, he literally said, we can't do anything about it. So move on. And he was right. And that is exactly what we had to do. This was the moment of choice. We could, we could end the trip here. And I thought about it. We could gather our stuff and just hike out because we didn't have any food. There wasn't any food um, close by. We could be miserable and sad and like figure something out and just stay the rest of the four days. Or we could rise up and get creative and make a new plan. And that's exactly what we did. So instead of doing what we thought we would do every day while we were in the canyon of like exploring further and hiking further in and going to these other sites and um, that I had researched and, and, and laying back and reading in our hammocks and, and that kind of stuff, we literally had to hike two miles out each day and back just to get our food. So every morning we got up and we hiked two miles out, had breakfast in the little village, grabbed some cup of noodles and some snacks to get us through the rest of the day. 
And then we hiked back. And what I didn't mention, and for anybody who's done this trip, my feet were so sore after that hike in that continuing to hike every day, I started to get worried that I was going to be able to hike out. My feet have never felt like this. I could feel every bone in my foot. And so, but that's what we did. We had got enough food to sustain us. It it wasn't um, proper nutrition by any means. and, And that was a whole nother story. It kind of wreaked havoc on my mind, but we did it. And we had fun with it. We chose it. We had beautiful conversations, honestly, hiking into town every day. And we laughed and I cried. And it took diligence to keep my head straight. <laughs> he was fine. Um, the thing that carried me through the entire four days, honestly, was that inspired idea I had the night of having this experience with my boy before he leaves the nest and a whole lot of faith. We saw lines of people um, signing up to get the helicopter out of the canyon and my feet were so incredibly sore. This uh, honestly sounded like a pretty awesome option. But again, we knew that wasn't how we wanted our story to go. And again, it was the vision. It was the mission that we set out to have, the memories that I wanted to create that carried me through all of the detours, similar to life, right? When we go through these times. The last day arrived and I, again, didn't sleep well, but we set out that morning We hiked all day, all through the different kinds of terrain again, and the beautiful sights and memories, and we made it. You know, that that last trek out of the canyon is the hardest, if you've seen it. It's literally like straight up, and it's just switchbacks. And Tom asked if, you know, if I minded if you went on ahead, and I'm like, go for it, because I knew I was just going to have to do it slow and steady. And that's exactly what I did. And we we made it to the top. Um, it was an incredible, incredible feeling and accomplishment of overcoming everything we had to overcome, seeing it through, having these incredible, incredible memories with my son. I have to say that that is one of the um, best parts about the whole thing is the memories we will have forever and ever and ever. We made it to the top, we took photos. And what I didn't know, when I had the inspired idea that Tom and I could take this trip together as a mother and son trip, is that Tom would tell me later prior to us setting out on the track, but long after the idea, was that he would be enlisting in the Navy. And so had I not followed that inspired idea, he and I would not have had this shared experience before he left for the Navy in September of 20. So why do I share this with all of you? It's because I know that you have a mission in your life, that maybe this year in January, you set out with some inspired idea You had a ton of energy around something you wanted to create or do in your life. And here we are, March or April, and 
sometimes those that excitement, that inspiration starts to wane. And I wanted to share this story with you to remind you to reignite whatever it was you set out to do. Because for most people, they start out in January, there's so much exciting energy and newness and inspiration. And what happens is it does wane. That's normal. What's extraordinary is if you choose to do something different this year and you really look and draw within yourself what it's going to take to see your mission through. Because missions, you know, this, this Grand Canyon story to me is such a metaphor for our life you know, all the ups and downs and in-betweens from the inspired idea to the accomplishment at the end of having done it. That's life. And it's really how we navigate the ups and downs and in-betweens and how we equip ourselves to be prepared and actually anticipate the ups and downs and the barriers, right? The raccoons of our life that want to sabotage our best efforts and derail us. And what if this year, instead of getting derailed, you really dig in, do differently, equip yourself, elevate your mental fitness to see yourself through the ups and downs for the sake of that mission, that something bigger that you set out to do. That's what I want for you. And I want to help you get there. So if you're listening and you know that you want some support to do differently this year, let's get in touch. So thank you for allowing me to share my story with you. This is a really special story in my life and one that I draw upon a lot in my life when things get hard and I have to dig deep inside of myself to navigate something in my life. So I hope that it stirred something within you and I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Differently. I hope it stirred your thinking and I invite you to take one inspired action from something that stood out to you. If you love listening to this podcast, may I please ask you to leave a review in Apple Podcasts these mean so much to me. I read everyone. They help to grow the podcast. And honestly, on Sundays, they give me the fuel to keep going. If you want to hear more conversations like this, hit follow on your favorite podcast app and help me spread the word. If this episode could impact someone you know, please share it and pass it along. Remember, episodes drop weekly. 